superstar. He is an absolute superstar, Tom Mitchell. Crips at the back. Crips is too good. Neil, 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 yes! Oh, how good was that? All right, Paul Magnus, got my good mate here today, Joy Degoey, also known as Vinny. Vinny <laughs> Veneers or Luna Park. Mate, thanks for coming in and having a chat with us. Uh, the kids are all very excited and all listeners are very excited. So, mate, thanks for coming in. No worries, Feathers. It's good. To- <laughs> I knew you were going to start off with that. It's good to be here, mate. So, the one thing I've noticed since being at Collingwood is that they love a nickname and I've probably, I reckon I've got the most and I've been here for a couple of months. Yeah, you've copped it. You definitely have, I think. Yeah. You know, feathers you, is your favourite. Feathers is my favourite. Once I heard that one, I, I couldn't let it <laughs> you go. You thought it was the funniest thing of all time. Yeah, people almost pull me up and say that's bullying, but <laughs> since you're a good <laughs> sport about it, it's play, play on. on. It is play on. So where does Feathers come from just for people that can't put it together? Because I reckon they're actually looking pretty good at the moment. I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, it's just, you know, the feathers on top, mate. It's getting a bit thin, but we're making it work, and that's what we love. Oh, uh, We're making it work. And uh, what have I got for you? I reckon my favourite nickname at the club at the moment would be Toe Ball for Tay. So for Anyone that doesn't know what a toe ball is, the little ball <laughs> on the end of a car, is yeah. that what you'd call it? Yeah, yep. He- yeah. Tay's head, when he doesn't have like his short back and side, his head looks like a toe ball. So <laughs> me, Geordie, and Tay went to uh, Post Malone and Chili Peppers last night yep. and we come up with that. So I reckon that's going to stick for a while. That's a good one. It's good that you've come into a club and, and started creating to- uh, nicknames for other people. It's <laughs> I've been probably good. come in too hot thinking I run the joint and dish yeah, out nicknames. Pretty much, but yeah. it's good. Tay can cop it. So yeah, uh, it's a good one. And we got Big Bowser for you. <laughs> uh, Chuka, Billy Frampton's got Chuka. Where'd you come up Chuka, with that? Yeah, um, we we're just in lawn, and uh, a random old fella come up to him and said he played with a Frampton out in the country, and he, the guy's nickname was Chuka Chukalenko. So <laughs> Chukalenko, yeah, Billy's been copping that. Um, he's yeah, he's been a bit disappointing since coming to the club, to be honest. Obviously, yeah, I'd agree with that. Late pull out of Post Malone last night, but we're, we're trying um, to build, you know. Mate chips and a culture of the footy club. We got Bill a ticket to Chili Peppers and he pulls out on us. Yeah, Not he really reckons sh- he was just wanted to spend the time with his missus on the couch, but, mate, come on. <laughs> I don't on. know if we can cop that. Yeah, I don't think so. Are we still going to charge him for the ticket? I think we have to. Yeah. yeah even I though think. we're all free. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't need to know that. That's right. Yeah. It was a good night last night, though. So, Post Malone, you obviously love that sort of music. Yeah. You're getting up and about for him. Yeah, big fan of Posty. A few uh, seal claps. Few, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to show the fans what a seal clap is? It's Geordie's move whenever we go out. He does these ones. <laughs> no, nah, it was a good night. Big fan of his. Chili Peppers, um, not the biggest fan for them, but, yeah. you know, they made it work. They got some good tracks. They do. A few yeah. good tracks and then a few we, we definitely had no idea what was going on. So yeah. made for an interesting night. It did. I was going to mention, so obviously, you know, becoming good mates with you and um, just realizing how many people come up to you and things like that. Like pretty funny story from last night. <laughs> I was pretty happy with this one fan come up to me and he goes, oh, Tommy Mitchell, um, mate, massive fan. Had a bit of a chat with him and I was like, that's pretty nice. And he didn't realize I was sitting next to you and then he looks at me and goes, oh, Dugowie, bigger fan. (laughs) And then just completely brushed me and got around you. But one thing I noticed about you last night, two things. First of all, how much attention you get publicly because I've played with some pretty big names. Like Bud was probably the biggest. Even in Sydney, people loved him and people love you. Firstly, that, how, how much you get recognized and whether you notice it or not. And secondly, how well you handle it, which I don't know. I know Fly, our coach, always talks about how well, Geordie, you always set the example for the group in terms of how much you give to the kids and the fans. But how do you deal with that? Because obviously we all do as players, but you're you're on another level. Yeah, it's it's funny you say that because for me it kind of – it feels natural, but I get told it's not. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's that um, – 
I don't know, it's that thing when you're always surrounded by it, you kind of just get used to it. Yeah. And it's yeah. nice and I feel like, you know, it's never going to last forever, obviously. So yeah, it's it's kind of try and make the best impression you can yeah. to people, whether it's kids or or older fans or whatnot. But, um, you know, I love it. It's it's obviously something cool and, you know, something to tell the grandkids when I get old yeah. um, that I was known once. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I like giving back as much as I can, I think. Um, you know, as a kid, you always remember the people you went up to and the ones that gave you time and the ones that didn't. So yeah. for me, it's just, yeah, trying to leave a lasting impression. And then obviously it's always good to get recognized next to you, mate. Yeah. Obviously no Brownlow <laughs> medal for me, but, um, I thought about bringing it out of my pocket last night. <laughs> <laughs> you might, you should have, maybe that would have got him over the line. Yeah. But as you probably know now with the pies, it's, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a well-recognized club and, and there's fans all over the world. So, um, that definitely helps as well. Yeah, definitely. And last year, obviously, like you're, you're, you're going to be a pie for life, which is pretty cool. Mm. So just over five years? Five years, yeah. So you've taken everyone else's cash. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there's obviously talk about you going to the Saints as well. Like, was that ever a, a thing? Was that close to happening? Or you obviously, I gather, always wanted to be at Collingwood. And in, in the end, the stars aligned, which I can tell how happy you are being at the club with you every day. But how did that whole process work for you last year? Yeah, there was just a few little things, um, you know, like a typical contract where you kind of go back and forth and, and they, they're sometimes stubborn on some things and you're stubborn on other things, but um, you just kind of have to do the do the right thing and always look at your options. Um, mm. Obviously, it's a massive decision for me or yeah. was a massive decision. And, you know, I put all the work in, put the time in with St Kilda. Um, so obviously that was definitely there. That was definitely an option that I could have made, but um, we managed to get, you know, the contract sorted with the pies and... I think, as you probably know now from being at different clubs and whatnot, it's such a good environment at That's the moment. The and for me, it's just I've got good coaching staff, good players, um, and it's an enjoyable environment. So every day I'm rocking up with a big smile on my face ready to put the work in. So... Um, it doesn't really feel like a job at the moment mm. and that's that's mainly one of the reasons why I stayed. Yeah, we were literally just talking about that when we had lunch before. It's like, you know, we've both had stages in our career and I guess every player does where... There's moments where you're not enjoying footy and you don't enjoy playing, which I guess for some people would be hard for them to understand because they're like, oh, you've got this amazing job. But it obviously has its challenges. But like you said, like the environment we have at the Pies is unbelievable. Like I think it's the best footy environment I've been involved in and it's probably a credit to fly all the players. Like, you know, like you said, we're coming to the club. Like we can't wait to get in almost. It's like yeah. we know we're going to get in. We're going to be having some fun with our mates, but also working hard. And you've probably been a part of, um, you know, Fly coming in and creating that culture and being a part of it. But, yeah, how do you feel you kind of touched on it, but coming into a club where you can be yourself and, and have a good time but also work hard and get results as well? Yeah, for me, it's massive. I think um, an uptight kind of structure wouldn't be the best for me. Yeah. And But the way it is at the Pies now, it lets you be who you want to be. And I think it just builds confidence. You know, you watch younger players, you've probably seen it firsthand. They come into the club. They can be who they want to be mm. and then you you reap the rewards on the field. Um, and at the moment, you know, we have our fun off the field. We're, we're usually taking the piss out of each other 24-7. But We should touch on a few of the prank calls we made down in the <laughs> Yeah, a few prank calls. <laughs> um, but, you know, once we hit the ground, it's, it's you know, it's footy. We, we definitely take it seriously. We want to win and, you know, we, we give each other a few sprays out on the ground and whatnot. But as soon as we come back in, it's all smiles and laughs. So yeah, um, it's a positive environment. I think, you know, those environments are going to breed success. 100%. What about your relationship with Fly as well? We'll touch on Fly first, but, uh, you know, he's been pretty amazing for you, I can gather, in terms of you, you touched on 
some of the things that you you deal with with who you are, and I've got my own things with you know psychology and a bit of OCD, and you've got your yeah ADHD, yeah my stretch. Would you want to touch on that because you love it? Yeah, since Tommy got to the club, I I noticed straight away there was you know. There was something that wasn't quite right. Um, you don't every, give me an inch to breathe on anything, though. You don't give me an inch. Every every chance he gets, he's doing some sort of stretch. And <laughs> I remember talking to a few of the other boys being like, you know, what's what's going on here? Like he seems to be stretching 24-7. Like, you know, you could be getting the coffee and waiting in line and, and Tommy's doing a quad stretch. So that was a bit unusual at the start. Oh. But once we got we got talking about his OCD and, and what he likes to do, it, it all makes sense. So... Um, no, nah, it's been good, mate. You've taken it in your stride. You <laughs> I'm know? trying to get you. So every meeting, <laughs> like the way the meeting rooms, like how would you set describe up, it? Set up. It's not U. like an auditorium. It's a big U. And then there's always me in the middle on the ground <laughs> having a stretch. And now you come down and sit with me every now and then and do a little curtsy stretch next to me. <laughs> the Pendle stretches. I don't know if you do you pull him up on it because yeah. he stretches every yeah, but he every stretches main session. Yeah, he'll stretch every like probably every when meeting he's yeah. where you'll stretch. You know, every opportunity yeah, you yeah. get. You know, I reckon you almost sleep in a stretch the way you take it that seriously. <laughs> a lying glute stretch. <laughs> um, anyway, we got a bit sidetracked there. Sorry, yeah. No, it was worth it. Uh, so Fly and obviously um, Gabby, his partner as well, and you mentioned how, you know, they've gone to the effort to buy a book about ADHD, I believe. Yep, that's correct. And to yeah. understand you, which, you know, to go to that level of care with your players and we see it um, each day, but how does that make you feel first of all? And then... You know, what have you learned about yourself? Because, you know, I've learned so much about what we're talking about at large, but what I've yep. learned about myself as well. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, flying Gab, they've been amazing. Um, you know, they've gone above and beyond for me and it's kind of like I need to repay them in a way. Um, just by, you know, doing the right things uh, and then, you know, leading by example with the team. Um, but yeah, for him to do that and them to do that, I guess you could say, was just just gives me confidence that I've got the right people around me. And yeah. and Fly, as you probably know now, is a big people person. Like he mm. builds relationships, and and that's why he's so respected with the boys. And um, yeah, it's it's been a massive change for me personally. Like I've been learning a lot of stuff about myself that mm. you know I've always wondered why, you know, why I was like that or why I did that or or why I make some decisions that I do. Yeah. Um, and to piece it all together, it's it's been you know, exciting, but also tough because, you know, you wish you had these answers so long ago. For sure. Um, but, you know, like I said, when you got these good people around you, it definitely makes it easier to, to be mm. the person you are and feel comfortable being that. And, yeah. and they understand a little bit more about you as well, which definitely helps. Yeah. It's been a big part of my footy journey as well is understanding why you are the way you are. And obviously you've seen bits of me, which my thing is my obsessive behavior. So like, I will do ridiculous amounts of work, whether it be, you know, with, you know, you stretching as an example, but like even we <laughs> joke about like last time we got home from the Chili Peppers concert and I'm like, fuck, <laughs> we get home from the Chili Peppers concert and I'm like, should I be going to do some touch? And like, we yeah. take the piss out of it. It's like my genuinely how I'm wired. It's just like, I'll go sort of full tilt to everything I do. Yeah. But the bad thing about that is that like I'll eventually burn out, and that's yep. happened in my footy before, where I'll get to the end of the season, I'm just cooked because like yep. there was a few years there where I didn't have a day off, and obviously we're quite similar in some ways. And your ADHD is a little bit different. But what have you learned about yourself specifically? That you know, you mentioned a little bit about having a plan for your off days so that you have a bit of structure. Whereas yep. I'm very structured, but. What, if, what else have you learned about it in the last – you said you've only learned about it the last probably 12 months. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So it was just after I got um, suspended by the club that, you know, I got sat down and got taught, like, you know, got told what was going on and my family as well. So 
Uh, that was an interesting process in itself. But um, there's heaps of stuff I learned. It's probably more just like the positions I'm putting myself in, what I'm going to be susceptible to, um, what things I can stay away from, what, mm. you know, what I need. And, and it's so funny, you know, it's like medication's obviously an option, but for me it's not an option because yeah, I'm the footballer I am because of it. Like I'm instinctive. The way yeah. I get described is instinctive. Yeah. I make decisions quicker than anyone else. Um, yeah. And sometimes I make, you know, the bold decision, but it's because I do it and then I think after. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you give me medication, it takes that away, and then all of a sudden I'm just, you know, an average AFL footballer. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't set myself apart from anyone else. Um, but then it's also knowing yourself and understanding yourself to realize when, when I am burning out or when I'm doing too much or mm. when I need a change of scenery to be able to get that love from footy back. Cause mm. I'll go full bore for a while and then it's like, I'll drop off and then it's full bore and then I'll drop off. Yeah. So it's just trying to balance that wave, um, and understand the way I feel so I can communicate that. Yeah. So I don't have those big drop offs. It's more plateaued instead of up, down, up, down. Um, and that'll probably be my biggest challenge going forward. But I think with the help of Jackie and stuff mm -hmm. like that, it's just setting those little, you know, like on the day off, like you said, it's, yeah. you know, putting in something to do with recovery or an extra one hour massage. It's, it's doing things that are going to be beneficial to me in footy, but also mm -hmm. me personally, like it's stimulating my brain. It's getting me yeah. out and about. Um, but you know, it'll have a positive effect on me on the field. Yeah. And I think having that awareness and understanding, like you said, and then having the people around you. Now, like you mentioned, Jackie as well, you know, having people in your corner to actually understand you as a person and it's not like, you know, you know, we know that, you know, we're good people and it's like, um, you know, sometimes you do things and you understand, but having people that understand the way you're wired and then having them in your workplace is so important. And Jackie, you speak about her quite a bit and how good she's been for you and I've built a relationship with her in the small time I've been there, but how much time do you spend with her? Because I think it's so important for all the young males out there listening and yeah. how often we actually use the psych. Like we, me and you went in there together yeah. uh, in the last week, wasn't it? We were just chatting about a range of different things with you know, people in our lives and things around the footy club and it's just so open. But um, yeah, your relationship with her and how she helps you. Do you like speak to her daily or how does yeah, your relationship work? Yeah, pretty much. Work? I almost speak to her daily and, and that's probably the one lucky thing that's – tough for other people is they don't have access to yeah, someone 24 seven. We're lucky. Um, we're really lucky with that. But yeah, she's been so good, but it's also like, you know, you have the tough conversations, like we'll be in there together and we'll say shit. We probably don't really feel comfortable saying, but yeah, you know, you're going to get the benefits from it because then it's something you can hold me to account yeah. and she's heard it too. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's opening up that circle and that's something I would never do three years ago or mm. two years ago. Um, and with Jackie's help, it's like, I've built that confidence up to be like, you know, I can say how I feel and I'm not embarrassed about it. That's, yeah. It's completely okay. And yeah. I think, you know, me and you, we, we have a lot of similarities and I think, you know, we hold each other to account for a lot of things. And I think going forward, it's going to be such a positive thing. Um, just because, you know, she's not always going to be there, but you might be, you know what I yeah, mean? So sure. if we're all on the same page and we've all got the same goals and definitely yeah. makes it each, it makes it easy to reach. I think, it, yeah, exactly. Like, we, we, you know, even like extra little bits of training that we've organized, like, you know, social things, whether it's going to get lunch or walk the dogs and having that plan in place. And I think that's one thing about Collingwood right now is uh, understanding your teammates as well, because then building those relationships off field, it's like, if I can sense you're a bit off and get you into a better place and same you for me, or, you know, all, all the guys on the list, it, it enables, like, like you mentioned, like your best footy, I think is 
the best you know it's the best in the comp like it's right up there but then when you understand what like what you said like if you're going through a slight dip in form if we can understand as teammates and sense those things and then put a plan in place to get you back like it's only going to help you as a player and as a person yeah yeah for sure and that's what i mean it's like you know you buy into that process and you're so good at it you can kind of pick up you know you already understand a lot of us players because you've put the time in to get to know us um and that's that's literally all you want from a teammate if that makes yeah. sense you want someone who can sense when you're a little bit down but also build you up enough to to feel as if okay yeah i can still do well today you know what i mean yeah, like i can sure. still perform um and i think you know because we play a team sport that's crucial you know if you have two people down who aren't feeling themselves, it's almost having two less people out on the field. Mm. So mm. if you can minimize that or just get the confidence back in them, then, you know, you're putting yourself, putting a massive chance to win. So, mm. um, yeah, it's obviously a massive positive effect. Yeah. One other player uh, I want to touch on at the footy club and someone you're quite close with, he played his 350th last year, is Pendles. Yeah. So we've touched on Fly, Jackie, but from what I can gather and what I see at the club is you two have a really close bond and – He's a great mentor for you, but you guys have a great relationship and he's always been someone that's in your corner. Do you want to touch on a little bit about him as a player and obviously how good he's been, him as a leader and just him as a person? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Leader-wise, he's just – he's flawless, mate. Like he he leads by example on and off the field. Uh, he's a great dad. He's a great husband. So, you know, there's nothing to look at him and go, oh, you know, he's, he's disrespectful, nothing like that. And I think that's the main thing is he's a good person. Yeah. Um, I don't really give a fuck about his footy ability because it speaks for itself. You know what I mean? He's yeah. unbelievable. And yeah. he's unbelievable because he puts the work in. He's consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he builds relationships like we spoke about. Um, and he did that with me early days. And he's done the he's, same with me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, know, you got this idea of people and you put them on a pedestal. I was like, oh, you know, even as a player that's been around a long time, like, you know, you're still in awe of meeting someone like Pendles and he's so welcoming, builds a relationship, can have a laugh. Yeah trains as hard as anyone still I'm like this guy's like everything you would expect him to be but he's probably better yeah 100 percent. and that's um and that's one of the things i i was really lucky we got we built a good relationship when i was younger and you know he stuck up for me in times when maybe other people haven't and you know i'll never forget that you know because mm. he's been like a character reference for me and to have a character reference who's pra- practically the best player of the kind of football club definitely helps so um, he's done a whole lot for me and, you know, he's the way he is now without the captaincy and stuff like that. It's like, I love seeing him, that other side of him where he can relax a little bit. You know, yeah. he's as funny as anyone. Yeah. He's so witty. He is in he? He's real quick. <laughs> um, and it's just like that other side of Pendles, no one else gets to see. And that's yeah. when you feel really lucky. Cause for you're sure. like to be in this guy's life and see this side of him. Yeah. Not just the goat, you know what I mean? Not yeah. just the perfect what you player. See on the field. Correct. Yeah. It's, yeah. um, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask, yeah. So with Pendles as well, like I've had, I've had days at the club and you know, you do the same where you, you hang around, you're like, I'm going to get a bit of extra stuff in today. And you know, you, you get the edge from, you know, everyone in the comp, you, you know, you want to try and do little bits extra here and there. And I've had days where I've stayed behind and waited around and then gone up to the gym and he's been there in there by himself. I'm like, he's still doing this at 35 and you've mm. probably been around him a long time to notice. He's probably even pulled back on that because he's, like you said, more of a family man now. But, yeah, it still even blows you away that it makes sense, like the de- the, de- 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 the dedication <laughs> the dedication yeah. he has. And you hear stories yeah. about like LeBron James in the basketball, but he's like, I guess, the version of it in footy. But yeah. is there any stories that stand out to you where you're like, his work ethic's just off the charts 
and you've seen it firsthand and I know you guys are close and you've done a lot of probably training together as well over the years, but yep. what have you seen? Any specific stories? It's probably just similar to that. I think it's that, you know, he'll, he'll do things other people aren't doing, but he'll do them for himself, but also cause it drags people along. Like mm. the amount of times he's done something and cause I see him doing it. Yeah. I'm like, I'll join you. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yesterday when we are doing center bounces. As correct, well. exactly. Yeah. He comes and grabs me. He's like, Georgie, let's do some center bounces. It's like, you're not going to say no to Scott Pendlebury. Yeah, yeah. So he's just grabbing me and pulling me along and making me better. And I think that's one of his best attributes is because he's so well known, it's you look up to him and you mm. respect what he does. So you want to do what he does. Mm. And, um, you know, he does, like, like you said, he's in the gym, he's in the ice baths, he's stretching, like... The bloke doesn't stretching. stop. Mate, there's something about stretching in good players. Maybe, Maybe you I'm going to stretch start. more. You'll be a bloody best player that's ever played. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's yeah he just drags people along. And for me, and especially all the younger boys, because we have so many younger boys, it's like the more people we have setting that example or the more people we do have in the gym when they shouldn't have to be in the gym, like you're just creating a good culture of hard work, you know, Yeah. and who wants to be the best. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about last year. So last year – you know, I've been lucky enough to be a part of the environment now and, you know, be a part of this journey that the footy club's on and obviously coming in a year late. But last year just looked like externally so much fun, first of all. But you guys were so in sync, such a team, like uh, such a basic word, but you look so connected and uh, that genuine care for each other, which I guess comes from off the field. Like you're a prime example of that where, you know, people sometimes have a perception of you or me, but your caring side as well, which I think comes out in, in the footy. But how was the experience of last year and going on that win streak and then getting as close as you did yeah, to the it grand was, final? it was crazy because especially at the start of the year, if you said, you know, we're going to end up in the top four and go pretty close to a grand final, it's like, oh, he's up. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. But then the way we built and the – it's almost the, the coaching method of fly was just – the result was secondhand to what we are building. And I think, you know, we were building a good culture – uh, a caring culture. And like I said, he's so positive. These younger kids, they come in, they're all confidence, you know, they're not, they don't come in, play one game. And then you see six clips of them on the, on the screen in front of the whole team asking why they didn't roll back here or why they didn't run harder. And I think fly minimize that and focus more on the positives, even when we did lose. Mm. So kids are still going, okay, I can do that better. But you know, there was still a lot of positives. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, it built that belief, especially in the last quarter. It was like, even if we're down, it's like, we're going to do this. Like, we yeah. can do this. Um, and, though, and you know, it was also often led by the younger guys where who had so much confidence. So, um, yeah, it was just, it's a crazy run, crazy ride, but it's also really exciting because, you know, you definitely want to do better and mm. you pick up all the little things we're doing better this year than what we were last year. So um, I'm looking forward to this year. And Jamie's goal against Essendon. Do you, you play both when he kicked the one against Essendon? No, nah, it's actually a funny story. I actually was at the ground because I wasn't playing. And because um, I think we we're like 30, 30, 40 points up in the first quarter or something like that. So I just grabbed the backpack and headed home. Because um, I thought, <laughs> bank the, bank the four points. Yeah, I thought, yeah, okay, yep, yeah, this is good. I was like, I'll, I'll get home here because it was getting pretty rowdy. Um, and then got home. By the time I got home, was practically, you know, even and I'm sitting on the edge of the couch going absolutely nuts. Yeah. Um, and then, but it was funny when he took that mark, it's like, if I could pick anyone in the team to have that shot, it would be yeah. Jamie. Yeah. Just, just cause what he does at training, the work he puts in. Yeah. 
that was my guy I wanted. Yeah. And it was just funny because I just kind of sat back and I was like, yeah, I know. It's a tough I'm confident kick. Oh, well. huge kick. Yeah. 45 meters on that Junction. angle. Yeah. Oh, insane. There's footage of it after it that they play in slow mo. And it's just, it's almost the best footage I've ever seen. Mm. Like if you could play any footage on repeat, like for a, for a while, that would be, it's, it just, I don't know, it sums him up. You've got that killer instinct as well. Uh, just that. I don't know, it just didn't look phased by the moment at all. Yeah. But Bill's Bill's like that. He's very like you know him, he's he's got a very dry sense of humor, you know yeah. what I mean? He doesn't he doesn't give too much away. And in that moment, I was just like he didn't even look for if he was gonna pass it off. I was yeah. just like, Oh, I've got this. He just grabbed the ball, walked yeah, back walked and back, kicked yeah. it, you know, which made it even better. <laughs> yeah, like so he, and I love someone who backs himself in like that. Like yeah. even if a young kid took it and missed, but he he went back with that attitude like I don't care because as long as mm. you need to be able to to have the confidence in yourself mm. firstly to be like, okay, this is my moment. I'm going to take it. And if it doesn't come off, it doesn't come off. But you live and you learn, you know. Yeah. No one can be angry at you for that. Yeah. It's a good mentality. I feel like the Dacos boys have that as well. You've got it. But you you, you and the Dacos boys all like there's a little click in that part of the locker room, isn't there? Yeah. I'm floating around at six. You're at two. Then we got Josh next to me and Nick over the road. Yeah. Like you guys ooze that confidence and that sort of comes out in the match play that we've like we've only just started, but the match play, you guys just ooze that confidence and yeah, it's probably because of the work you put in as well gives you the ability to have the confidence. But I don't know, there's something about certain players just have it. Like yeah. do you how do you because so many people out there and kids would be listening to this and like how do you create confidence? Do you think it's something you've naturally got? Or what do you think about it? Because when you're up and about, like, and you look at players around the league, like Dusty, it's like when a good player like that has confidence, like they're hard to stop. Yeah, it is. Um, to be honest, I think a majority of it was when I was younger, I never got selected for any rep teams, like none. You know, until I was 17, I got in Vic Metro and 17 and 18 and played Metro as an 18. And that was my first rep footy team. Pick five. Not even local. Pick five, no worries. Pick five. After yeah, that. that's, but that's what I mean. And, but I think the biggest thing was for me was I had that self-belief. Like I was, I, I knew I could be good enough. Yep. I just needed that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so I just kept working, kept working. Um, and then when I did get the opportunity, I grabbed it. And I think that was the confidence aspect was I'm good enough. Mm. Just give me a chance and let me show what I can do. And my first game was, yeah, played with Oakley Chargers. I wasn't even on their main list. My number wasn't even in the catalogue. Like it was just like, here, have a game, mate. You know, see how you go. And I ended up getting best on ground. You're kidding. And then from that point on, it was like recruiters were ringing and saying, who's this kid? Like yeah. his name's not in the catalogue. Yeah. Number 60 or some shit, you know. Yeah. Um, and then the <laughs> next game. Number. <laughs> and then the next game was the same thing. It was like I had a point to prove. And then yeah. I got best on again. Yeah. And then from then on, it was like, okay. Like it was that self-confidence where I was like, okay, I'm good enough for this. Like I've proved it to myself, just keep the ball rolling and then yeah. just kept going from there. Yeah, awesome. Slight diversion to 2018 because I'm keen to hear the stories from that year and you mentioned to me off air before that the loudest crowd you've been a part of was the 2018 prelim against Richmond and they were, I think, favourite to win the granny that year. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. So last year was obviously insane with the crowds, but do you still say that that game stands out, like winning that prelim and the noise that Richmond and Collingwood, that's unbelievable to play in a prelim yeah. of that level. What was that game like? Yeah, it was nuts. Um, I remember coming out, the Collingwood chant was loud and then Richmond started playing their drums, you know, when they run out. Yeah. And I just remember the Collingwood were, were going over the top of them and it was just like, oh, this is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, oh... 
literally everyone, all the players, we literally stopped what we were doing and it was just like everyone was just looking around. It was nuts. Um, and then to play the way we did, like we led from start to finish and dominated. Like we didn't even look like losing. Um, and that that was insane. You know, those games that just yeah, everything click. clicks, yeah. you know. Everyone's playing well. Everyone's having fun. Yeah. And it was just one of them cool experiences. And, you know, they don't come around very often when it when it all happens like that. But, um, yeah, it was just one of the funnest matches ever. Yeah. And then heading into the grand final the next week against West Coast, I went along to that game and I – Remember, I was sitting in the Jordan Degoe pocket in the first quarter. <laughs> Mate, you were slotting in from everywhere. Did you kick two in the first? One? Uh, I think one, and then I kicked two in the last. Mate. Oh, actually, I don't even know. three for the game? I kicked three for the Did game, you? yeah. Wow. That first goal you kicked, though, I remember you turned someone inside out and then snapped it. You guys hit a five-goal lead to nothing at quarter time. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I'm like, oh, that's going to be hard to lose from here. Yeah. Um, What went wrong from there? I think it was almost that. When you're going so well, as you probably know, it's you're almost going to preservation mode yeah, where you go, we're just going to go super save the, de- save the yeah, game, save the game, super defensive. And as soon, and I think that's why we won so many games last year was other teams were up, they go super defensive, and as soon as that happens, you can chip the ball through them because all they're thinking is defense, you know. So you start chipping the ball through them, yeah, and then all of a sudden you're on a run. And I yeah. think that's literally what happened to us. We went so defensive. Um, things started, you know, things didn't go our way. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, we're, we're so close. And from where we came, it's like, you just got to respect that. Like mm. that's a massive jump. It's huge. I've been um, on, the, on the end of a losing grand final. It's yeah. tough, but I still say that being a part of a grand final was one of the best experiences, like the whole parade, like, you know, the, the noise on game day. Like I remember when we lost to the Bulldogs. I was at the Swans and Tom Boyd kicked the goal to put him in front. Yeah. The stadium was shaking. I was yeah. like, this is insane. So can't imagine what it's like to win one, but hopefully, <laughs> oh, no. we'll hopefully we figure that out. Yeah. Years, we'll sort that out. But it's funny. It's one of those things, hey, when you – because I was I was younger then, it was like, oh, okay, no, nah, that's – you know, it's disappointing, but, you know, we'll, we'll get chance. there. Yeah. And then as your career keeps going yeah, on, you're tough. like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Also, no, it's fine. Oh, it's tough. We dropped a few um, F-bombs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just realise it's like, oh, okay, maybe, you know – maybe that might be the only one and then, you know, your team starts going good and you start putting pressure on it. Yeah. But I think that's the best part is it's just trying to enjoy all the little moments because yeah. if you just look at the big moments, you're probably not going to get a lot of enjoyment. So For sure. you got to enjoy every little win along the way, don't you? Yeah, exactly right. got to celebrate. Yeah, spot on. What about you away from footy, like your uh, your hobbies and interests? You, I think you're quite business savvy, you know, with your property and – um, you know, you're into your cars, you got your two dogs, little Juki you met him the other day. <laughs> what what else like Jordan go away from footy? Like obviously you're very uh good mate to all the boys at footy and uh very liked person, but what uh what are you into? It's a good question. Um, like you said, it's it's funny, I'm into that property and development stuff. So yeah. I've got a couple of developments on the go at the moment and yeah. I kinda like that people just underestimate me, if that makes yeah, sense. 100%. Like it's just kinda no, I get a loss. What, what are you going to do next? It's almost like I haven't been thinking about. It's kind of like the doubt you spoke about with your footy when you were younger. Yeah, and then and that's what pe- I mean. I'm, I'm, wrong. I'm fine with it. Like it's you know it's the way the world is. So you know they read a headline and automatically it's real. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's like I'm past that point of really caring what other people think. But um, you know I've got that good network around me, which is you know there is a life after football, and I'm yeah. getting that started. Like you know I've had that started for a while now. You're so some pretty good stuff with the property stuff. So. Yeah, it's yeah. it's worked out really good. Um, but outside that, it's probably just getting into my golf. 
yeah. I'm average at best. But we had a good round down in Lawn. Yeah, we did. You were you were actually playing really well. Chuka, Chuka was average. Chuka was average. We had Wadey with us. Wadey was head decent. of high performance. Yeah, but I think Chuka was was clearly worst on. Um, <laughs> he just kept kept in the left to right. Yeah, we're, we're getting course. him a good whack today, and it's it's deserved. It is deserved. Yeah. I think you know. Hopefully, he does listen to this and. Yeah, you know he, we'll sits, him a he sits down and and has a good think about his yeah, actions. He needs to. He needs yeah, to. he does. We'll uh we'll, we'll do a little quick pocket profile because I know you <laughs> love them. <laughs> They've been pretty good. They have been. So oh, we'll we'll give the listeners a little insight. So yeah. we said, like we said, you know we're always doing a few little funny pranks around the footy club. There's always something going on, and we thought it'd be a good idea down at our, our community camp in Trelgan. We um we thought we'd pretend to be the uh the local <laughs> Trelgan paper, so we called probably five or so of the boys and had a good chat with them and yeah asked some pretty funny questions <laughs> and we did what give we do? them the voice I think they want to hear the voice oh, I can't do the voice because what if I want to reuse it true we true. need that up our sleeve yeah that's a good point yeah, I reckon we still got don't a few give away all your secrets. yeah I won't give away the, the voice but <laughs> I might even ask you I might even do a legit pocket profile yeah, with you so let's do a little thing profile. what we would do for the footy record yeah short one word answers or two word answers from you okay. Favorite music artist? Post mine. Really? Yeah. Huge. Favorite food? <laughs> Carbonara. <laughs> That's so good. That is. Do we need to explain that? Yeah, I think maybe. Oh, we so I can't remember who we got. It would have been one of the younger boys, and we asked what his favorite food was, and he said pasta. And then we asked, oh, would that be a carbonara or a bolognese? And we <laughs> got him to rank. Me? Yeah, lasagna. lasagna. <laughs> we got him to rank his top 10 pastas. So that was pretty classic. That was good. That was very good. Um, three, what else did we ask? Three things you would take to a desert island. Desert island, yeah. yeah. Um, a tent. A tent? Yep. Yeah. A <sighs> bowl of carbonara. Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like, a, how big is the island? Is it big or? You can pick, mate. You're, Maybe you're like, on yachts in Sydney. You can buy oh, whatever island you up. want. Yeah, true. Um, fuck. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't even know. Maybe like a boat? Yeah. But then you need good. petrol for a boat. No, nah, it's, it's filled with petrol. But like, yeah, does it keep getting refilled? Yeah, or? automatically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an electric boat. All right. Yeah. Um, a boat and then, or. Oh. Maybe you. I'd get you down oh, there. I'd be great value. The keg, the keganator. Yeah, get the keg out there. Kegan. That's another nickname. He calls me the keg because he the reckons keg. I'm round like a keg. So. Yeah, you got keg and wombat. Keg That's and wombat. <laughs> Which Wombat's, one are you going to stick with? I think feathers at this stage. You love feathers. Feathers. Yeah, you it's... walk into the club every day and you say feathers and you think it's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> and we've heard it a thousand times. It gets me up how much you love it though. Yeah, I enjoy that. But also, you know, wombat's good and keg because... <laughs> You do have a rig like a keg. It's just it went from keg and then you're, now you're it's the keg same and, size. Keg and Brooksby because his nickname was keg. <laughs> Used to play. Well, it. You got the same size rig from like your neck down. I'm to so your round. You are. You just. You just. That's why thick. I'm stretching because I'm trying to lengthen myself out a bit. <laughs> trying to get a bit longer. Beer uh, on tap. It's gross. It's so good. What about your favorite player of all time? Oh, all time. Probably be Pendles. I reckon. Yeah, that's yep. huge. And if you could start, let's go. Let's pick a starting midfield, so an all-time starting midfield. So if you've got Pendles in there, you can pick a Ruck Pendles. and two mids. Ruck, Dean Cox. Yeah, great get. Um, Not Mason? Oh, maybe a sub. We'll get <laughs> <laughs> The two Coxes. The two Coxes. Um, Cripps, I'll go yourself. Thank you, mate. It's very generous. I have to say that just going to be one batting um, around the G for you, dishing it out to you all year. You had to say that. I just want to yell out feathers. Um <laughs> And then the third, 
I think you've got three there. Who'd you say? Coxie? Yeah. Cripps? Me and Pendles. Yeah, that's Oh, four. you and Pendles, yeah. 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 Oh, that's a squad. That is a, that's a decent <laughs> squad. Nah, that's good. Uh, I think that's it, short. Or uh, Bowser, as they like to call him. <laughs> Mate, thanks heaps for coming in. That was a great chat. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to play with you this year. And already looking forward to... Um, yeah, all, all the all the stuff where we've got planned for the year and building the relationship and yeah, what we've got in store as a footy club. So hope everyone enjoyed and uh, yeah, tune in for the next step. Thanks, Tommy. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Thanks, mate. <laughs> Thanks, brother. <laughs>